Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 26. Previously in the Valley of Green Gold, Silbeth has found herself trapped in a cave. She had been doing a menial task for the Oak Crests when the most recent earthquake opened a sinkhole, swallowing the Oak Crests home and Silbeth with it. Seawater surged into the crevasse and she found herself swept into a cave, battered and knocked unconscious by the horrible water slide ride. When she came to, she was in a large pool of water, and the only light she could see came from luminescent mushrooms. With the water rising rapidly, she plucked the mushrooms from the wall of the chamber and crawled down a passage. There, Silbeth discovered the corpse of someone named Barnaby Miller, and in his journal, he had mentioned his old friend Skull. He also mentioned a couple of names you hadn't heard before in his final journal entries. He wrote, Ravensmead was right, this island is cursed and he asked that whoever finds his body tell his brother Maddox of his passing, but do not deliver his remains to him. So Silbeth has now spent more than a day digging with Barnaby's old pickaxe, subsisting on whatever rations she might still have left, taking breaks not to exhaust herself into a deadly wild magic surge underground. And in that time, the party has done what they've done. And as they return to Merchant Harbor, they find an unconscious Roger Oakcrest being carried through town in search of a healer. Clubhead does the honors, and Roger reveals that Silbeth may have fallen into the sinkhole that swallowed he and Buttercup's house. Buttercup was rescued unharmed, by the way. So the party sprints to what's left of Mebe Beachside Estates and sees the massive sinkhole and crevasse running to the edge of the jagged tear in the shoreline and frantically looking for clues. Everyone give me a perception check. 16. Uh, natural 20. Natural 2. <laughs> okay, excellent. Good, good work, Clubhead. Brad, is there something that Silbeth would have, a possession that she would have that she might have dropped? Yes. She often wore a little uh, chain link necklace that Turley used to wear. Okay, so you find this chain necklace on the ground, Bunny. This is her necklace from her partner. Do you feel comfortable, Wendell, trying to dig into a sinkhole? I know that's dangerous. Not for me, it's not. Aaron, I want Wendell to give me a nature check with advantage. 23, natural 20. Nice. What you can determine from this sinkhole is that it's probably a little dangerous to be digging around in here, and it would be very dangerous if another earthquake happened while you were in the sinkhole. You also notice that the tide is approaching high tide, and when that happens, seawater will rush into the sinkhole. You also notice at the bottom of the sinkhole, another hole. So it's a sinkhole with a hole in the bottom of it, like a toilet with a big drain. You guys, there's a hole in the sinkhole at the bottom of the hole, dear, dear Liza. <laughs> <laughs> the tide is coming in though, so we gotta be careful and we gotta be quick. We gotta get in that hole, we gotta find Silbeth and get out before we all drown. There's no time to waste. It sounds like a plan, let's go. So do you all descend into the sinkhole? Yes. I think so. Everybody give me either an athletics or acrobatics check. I rolled a seven, that's what I get. Oh wow, we all <laughs> failed massively. Eight, eight, seven. You you three stooges tumble into the sinkhole, all on top of one another. You don't get hurt, thankfully, because the gods shine upon fools, I guess. 
you look into this hole at the bottom of the sinkhole and you notice this is a natural stone tunnel, uh, like an underground river. It looks like a water slide, but there's no water in it yet. Can we? Can I do a perception check to see if I can find footsteps for Silbeth? Sure, you can see if you can figure out where she might have gone. Got a five, I don't know anything. 16. 20! Yes, sir! Clubhead. I don't know what signs you read, but please explain how you know that Silbeth did go down this hole. Can I f- maybe have found one of her hairs? Yes. Hey, guys, is this a Silbeth hair? You see a clump of... Oh, a clump? A clump of hair, which has been, like, torn violently from her head as she Uh-oh. tumbled down this stone corridor. What is... Oh, that can't be her hair. Ew, gross. Yeah, I suppose it must be. Oh, <laughs> oh, we gotta find her. That's so bad. I suppose I should keep this to give it to us. Maybe she could stitch it back on. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Maybe she knows weave magic. It'll work fine. <laughs> All right. So, do you enter this tunnel? Yeah. Yep. Is it slippery? Not now. Not yet. Okay. You know that high tide is coming. Do we know how much time we have? Mm, less than an hour, probably. Uh, we've got uh, less than an hour, everybody. Let's ro- let's roll. No turning back now. Oh, let's boogie. All right. What is your marching order or crawling order? The best digger is uh, Wendell. Yeah, I'm going first. Okay. Plus, if we get a, if we get attacked, I can always turn my butt towards them. Yeah, that's true. So you got Wendell in front, and then Bunny. Yeah, yeah. Meet in the middle. I'll be in the back. And we should call him Clumphead since he's carrying that clump of hair around. Nah. <laughs> of the three of you, Clumphead would be the one that I would expect to be carrying a clump of hair. <laughs> <laughs> Do you rush? Do you move with speed? Or do you try to take your time? I move with urgency and purpose. Likewise. Yeah, we gotta go fast. You scurry as quickly as you can, crawling through this stone tunnel that's been uh, eroded out of uh, rock. You can tell at some point water has rushed in here within the last day, definitely, as there are still puddles of water that you encounter. You can tell that it is seawater because you do find things like starfish and clams and things everywhere. And as you work your way through the tunnel, you get to the end of the tunnel and there is a steep descent and a hole. What do you do? Oh no, another hole. It's holes all the way down. Wouldn't it be funny if Silbeth wasn't even down here and then we all got trapped and died? Unless this is someone else's hair club, I'm pretty sure she's down here. Maybe she's already out the other side. How are we gonna get back out of here, guys? <laughs> Ooh. I want everyone, everyone to give me a perception check. That includes Silbeth. A nine. 18. 19. 22. Clubhead and Bunny both uh, hear a sound like a pickaxe hitting stone. About that same time, you guys are having a rather loud conversation inside this tunnel. Silbeth, you've been digging at this stone for a day, and for a moment you hear this voice. You don't even know if it was familiar. You don't know where it came from. You don't even know if you're hearing things. I'm going to cast Mage Armor. I'm going to, like, try to crawl into maybe, like, a, a little depression in the rock wall where I can be slightly hidden. Okay, so you find a a little space behind some debris where you would be hidden from whatever might be coming your way. Yes. All right, back to uh, Bunny, Clubhead, and Wendell. What are you guys going to do? I start screaming, Silbeth! (laughs) I joined in! Silbeth! Silbeth, you hear familiar voices screaming your name. I'm here! 
up the pile of rocks. Up the pile of rocks? Yes. Which pile? Because we went down a lot of holes. Are you in the second hole or the third hole? <laughs> I'm in the third hole. <laughs> Come to our voices. All right. I go back down the pile of rubble and I start shimmying down the skinny corridor. You get to the, the room that was originally the one you landed in with the pool that was filling up with seawater, and uh, a lot of that seawater has receded uh, since then. There's only about, uh, you know, a foot or so of seawater in there currently, and you look up to the ceiling, and that's where you see Wendell peeking down at you, and Wendell, you see Silbeth down at the bottom of this uh, drop. It's 20 or 30 feet and she's standing, and you can tell she's standing in about a foot of water. Wait, he's in the ceiling of this room? Yeah, that's where the that's where the water slide comes out. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. Oh, my friends, uh, I I thought I would die down here. Maybe I, I still will. How how are we gonna get out of here? We'll find a way to get you up. Do you have a rope? I have hemp and rope. I'm gonna wrap it around my uh, waist as an anchor and then we just chuck it down. Do I gotta do a check to pull her up? You will have to do a a strength check uh, to pull her up, an athletics check. You're gonna try to pull her up. Uh, Clubhead and Wendell will help, so you get advantage on that athletics check. 22. Nice. Yeah, no problem whatsoever. You are able to hoist Silbeth off the ground and pull her up to the entrance of this hole. So, but I give her a hug. Yeah, I give her a hug too. I'm not usually much of a hugger, but I I do feel like hugging back in this case. Been so long. What happened? What were you doing in this hole? Well, I once again I was helping out the oak crests. They seem to be the scourge of my existence. <laughs> I was picking some berries, and suddenly the the earth just collapsed on me. I even had expeditious retreat cast, and I still couldn't get out of the collapse. Wow. Okay, you better tell us this story as we walk. We gotta get out of here. But hey, guess who I found? Ooh. I found the body of Barnaby. Barnaby? The beer barian's friend? Yes. Where is it? It's back up the passage I was peeking out of. I found his journal and he said we should tell his brother but not bring his body back. I think maybe there's a curse or something on it. Oh, what? no. I also found these things. Look. I found this robe and this ring. Oh, huzzah! Okay, that's a pretty baller robe. What do they do? I don't know. I think we might have to see if they're magical or something. Well, let's do that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's get out of this hole before we drown. Okay, let's go. Let's get out of here. As you guys turn around and start crawling up the water slide, you do notice that a little trickle of water, seawater, has started to come down at you. But thankfully, because you guys didn't take a ton of time, you are able to get out of this tunnel and out of the sinkhole before high tide really hits. Congratulations, you have all leveled to level three. Hey! (sighs) Do we want to tell the people what changed or keep rocking? We can certainly take a moment to do that. We'll start with Bunny. 
I have learned my wrestling style officially, and it's it's from this based off this Japanese one called King's Road, so it's more narrative based. How that plays into the game is quite simply, since I have the ice code points, now I have one that I can trigger at any moment, and it's called the who do you think you're messing with, so if there's like a moment where we're fighting someone and they really get me pissed off or they hurt one of the guys, um, I'm gonna be able to do two extra unarmed strikes, so basically, I can do like a combo, like the regular attack and then like flip them and pin them. It's really similar to the monk's flurry of blows, except you have this, sort of this path that you're on, the King's Road, for a pro wrestler. Very similar, but it gives you access to a lot of your unarmed strikes. As bonus, you can add two of them after a successful attack. Nice. All right, Clubhead. So level three, druids get access to second level spells. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. And because I can prepare them every day and I, I know all of them, you know, what level two spells I have prepared in any given day could be different. But the ones that I'm going to default to, I think, are Wither and Bloom, Ooh. which uh, is like an AoE necromancy spell that does necrotic damage. And I can choose to have one person in the area uh, spend a hit die to heal themselves. So it's a little bit of healing and damage. And then I also like hold person. All right, that's uh, sick. Can I take like any wizard spell in addition to... Necromancy? Necromancy. That's how I pronounce it. <laughs> That's great. Wendell stole that spell book from that wizard uh, back in the city. And so that spell book is already sort of populated with a lot of spells, especially lower first through third level spells. So as you're figuring out how to read them and learn them, those would be the spells that you would populate your prepared spells with. So what is Wendell's deal? What does Wendell have that's different? Wendell has a Ray of Enfeeblement, the best spell ever. Tell me about it. A black beam of enervating energy springs from your finger toward a creature. Make a ranged spell attack. On a hit, the target only deals half damage with weapon attacks that use strength until the spell ends. Excellent. Yeah, so it just enfeebleizes enemies. Yeah, if you come upon a big brute that has like a big axe or a warhammer, something that uses strength, that would be very handy. Yes. All right, and that leaves Silbeth. Silbeth now has 20 hit points. She took a new spell called Crown of Madness, which basically forces a person to attack someone of my choice if they fail their saving throw. Ooh. I got uh, my, meta, my first meta magic feats. Twinning spell, which means any spell that targets a single person I can use my sorcerer points to have it target a second person. Very handy. And seeking spell. Okay. I can use two of my sorcerer points to re-roll a missed spell attack. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a lot of single target spells, so I think the twinned uh, spell is going to be really good too. Silbeth, when you crawl out of the, the uh, sinkhole, you notice that not only is Roger and Buttercup's house down in the bottom of the sinkhole, filled in with rock and mud and all kinds of stuff. All you can see is the roof, and there looks like a big hole has been hacked into the roof with an axe or something. And then you look around and you see the rest of the houses around Mebe Beachside Estates are basically piles of rubble. The reason we knew to come check on you is Roger got brought into town by some construction guys, and they say Buttercup is safe, but I don't know where exactly. Yeah. Roger's a little banged up, but he'll be okay. Well I, well, I need to go see them. So you head back to town, and uh, the dogs are running around. They, they always are, uh, especially 
Like, after an earthquake, they seem very agitated. Someone should really do something about those dang dogs. Are we gonna murder dogs? Like, Wendell, you're a, you're a wombat folk. I'm not saying you're a dog, but do you have any kind of qualms about it? Uh, we didn't have any dogs in my village, so... Occasionally a dog would come by and it would try to dig into our burrows and come at us, but... I don't really have any uh, positive feelings about dogs. I don't want to be known as, like, a dog killer, but I mean... It's the natural way things die. Especially things that are annoying. So true and so wise. <laughs> yes, that's what Clubhead's here for. He, he's our gem, man. So we're back in time. Do we see the construction guys anywhere? I'd like to head towards them. You don't see the construction guys anywhere. It is obvious that Argus Hawksong has just taken the stage at Rokan's respite because you can hear that. You can tell that the greasy lizard must be pretty busy as well. There are a lot of people there. Otherwise, you just see a lot of people who look new to town. Maybe a ship has just arrived with new passengers, new new residents. All right, well, let's go to Rokan's respite. That's probably where Roger is. Yeah, let's give it a shot. You enter Rokan's respite, and the sound of revelry fills the air. The bard, Argus Hawksong, is uh, is playing a tune, a new tune. He's working out some new material. Uh, he sees you come in, and he kind of scowls at uh, Bunny, Wendell, and Clubhead. You save a guy's life, and look, no, no love, man, no love. You, When you left him, you know, you probably didn't leave him on the best of terms. He's got some feelings about you. Rokan sees you. And he waves at you. Hey, hey, hello. Have you seen the oak crest in here? Hi, oh, they're back in the back room. Can we take a look? Yeah, go back. All right, we rush back there. You go into the room and you see Buttercup sitting on a little chair next to a cot. And her husband, Roger, is laying unconscious in the cot. She has a little cloth that she's dipping in water and holding on his brow. I rush over. Buttercup. Oh, Silbeth. It was horrible. Yeah, I, I got caught in the collapse too. I, I got slashed down into a, a cave. Are you two all right? Well, I'm fine, thankfully, but oh, Roger hasn't woken up yet. Did he hit his head? I don't know. He got crushed in the house. Oh no. Is there anyone around like looking after him besides her? No. I go over and examine him. Give me a medicine check. 15. Helping Roger regain consciousness is outside of your expertise. What can we do? Well, I have some magical um, mushrooms that might help him. Oh, okay. I'm going to walk up to him and I'm going to cast a spell. I'm actually going to cast Healing Word. Okay. And the word will be Zorglemumph. <laughs> Zorglemumph. Excellent. That heals him four hit points. With that, Roger draws a deep breath. Oh... Oh, where am I? Oh, Buttercup. Oh, Silbeth. Oh. oh, Roger, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was horrible. Uh, the, the the building, the house collapsed. I was caught up in it as well. I, I, I was trapped underground for a long time. I'm so glad you're you're okay. Oh. I, I turned to uh, Clubhead. I look at him with probably for the first time ever a look of deep respect. Oh. And I, and I say... I didn't expect that out of you, Clubhead. Yeah, no one expects Zogglemumph. <laughs> yeah. Does somebody get healed again because he said that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't imbue it with magic that time. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, 
Thank, thank you for helping my in-law. You're very welcome, Silbeth. Do you, do you two need anything else? Did you get the brambleberries? I was gonna ask if, like, I was, I was able to find them on the way back. Did, did, were they around at all? No. In fact, the whole the whole brambleberry bush was probably buried yeah. under you know silt and things. I'm sorry, Buttercup, but I think I think the entire bramble patch is gone. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Yes, I am a big disappointment. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> these things happen, I guess. Yes, I almost died again. <laughs> Not really, they don't. Houses usually don't fall into the ground. Yeah, none of mine ever did either. Is this a thing on Crow Island? Y'all just got houses that fall? Maybe if Scout Schellenberg was a better mayor, the houses wouldn't collapse when they, we had earthquakes. What does the mayor do to stop collapsings from earthquakes? I don't know. I just, I've been unconscious for hours or more. I don't know. Quit asking me. You know what? It just occurs to me that uh, a land called Tan, uh, his construction crew built the house. And so maybe it's his fault. He's the one you should blame. He built houses on bad land. Yeah. And he's a bad man, as we know. Yeah. Yeah, that Alain Coltan is a bad man building on bad land. <laughs> He's a bad, bad man who built on bad, bad land. <laughs> He's got to pay. He's got to. You guys, thank you so much for saving my life and for helping helping us out, Silbeth. I, I know things don't always go well when we ask you to do things. You should never go off on your own again because then bad things happen. Uh, okay. I mean, I lived most of my life on my own, but... Yeah, but look at all the bad things that keep happening when you're by yourself. That's right. You've had a pretty <laughs> terrible life, right? Well, maybe it's time to change some things. <laughs> yeah, you suck. Is that what we're doing? Are we yelling at Silbeth? We didn't discuss this. Are we mad at Silbeth? No. We're trying to help her. I'm starting to feel really bad about myself, and my emotion goes up a level. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me a roll. It's a one. You have a one. Thirteen. Maybe you're not feeling so bad about yourself. Is you're kind of seeing through this weird, uh, manipulative thing <laughs> that Roger and Buttercup they do that, but you're not to blame for an earthquake. I see what you're all trying to do. Can you guys do us a big favor? Because we don't have any money. Because it all got buried in the house collapse. Uh, Rokan's been kind enough to let us have one night here, but we need a place to stay. One night, I refuse. So, Beth, if it's okay with you, would you guys love to come live at the Gym of Gems, the number one wrestling gym in town? That's right. Orlando's Gym. And then I point towards where our building is. <laughs> the only requirement is you have to learn how to wrestle. <laughs> you can be flyweights. We need another tag team to go up against uh, me and uh, Wendell. So, are you in? Uh... And you'd be able to earn some of that money back, too. I bet you'd make a great tag team, husband and wife tag team. I bet you Buttercup would make a great gym uh, chef, and I bet you Roger would be a great towel boy. Ooh, you know what? That sounds like a plan. And then I just, because I was going to give him money anyway, but now I can pretend it's for the job. I give him five gold and say, just to get on your feet, get materials to cook for us. There you go. You know what? You guys have really changed my mind about just everything. Maybe I've been too hard on everyone. And maybe Buttercup and I, we've set our expectations too high. And we need to look deep inside of ourselves and figure out what the hell we're doing with our lives. 
I whisper to Clubhead, what is in those mushrooms? <laughs> it's all the power of Zargomumph. <laughs> Speaking of which, what can you tell me about these, Clubhead? And I un- unroll the, the mushrooms that I found in the cave. Oh. Little, tiny, bioluminescent yellow mushrooms that have survived being extricated from the cave they were in. Oh, wow. And now Silbeth has them wrapped up in a damp bit of cloth. In the journal, Barnaby said that that would be poisonous, but I don't know. Oh. Well, let's take a look. Is this a nature check? It is. 13? Oh, yeah. These mushrooms... Uh, would be very poisonous if a, a humanoid were to eat one of them or take even a nibble. It could kill them. Oh, um, these are not to be eaten. They will kill you if you do. Ah, well, maybe I'll put some on my crossbow bolts. If you fire your crossbow bolt into someone's mouth and they chew and swallow, then yes, that would be a very effective strategy. You don't think they'd be poisoned? It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't be a topical poison, and it wouldn't be like a bloodstream poison. It would be an ingestible poison. Just ingestible. Okay. That yep. we can maybe give to a land called Tan? Yes. Wait, what? What? Uh, there was a murder situation to get the gem. Don't worry about it. Did you say murder? Uh, not like murder bad people, but you know how you don't like a land called Tan? No one does. Yeah. A land called Tan almost killed your favorite older couple with his faulty construction work and and disregard for people's safety. Unless you have a different older couple that you like better <laughs> and we don't know about. Well, I mean, there, there were my adoptive parents who I love very much. So they might have some competition. That's good. Keep them on edge. Keep them fighting. Yeah, do you have like a power ranking for your favorite old couples? We can look We're at. right here. <laughs> we can hear all of this. Well, listen, everyone. I'm going to hang on to these mushrooms because I'm not sure I trust you with them. I mean, they're their own mushrooms. Nobody owns them. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Well, I I have them wrapped up in in this paper. I'm carrying them. But you don't own them is what he just said. (laughs) They're independent mushrooms and they don't need no silver. Clubhead, you know that these mushrooms will not survive for much longer just wrapped up in a bit of cloth they need they need to have a home or they'll die they'll still be poisonous if they die okay well uh are you planning on uh, killing them then because uh, that's rude perhaps we should bury them and then maybe they'll make more you know put them in a nice safe place where they can continue to live and thrive yeah i mean if you can make a colony of them that we can uh have access to that might be very convenient yeah, I have a friend named Mutie who lives in a nice, deep, dark hole that's perfect for mushroom growing. Did you say Mutie? Yes. Okay. Is Mutie is Mutie a mushroom? No, she's a she's a young human woman. Okay, just an odd name. Yeah, I came up with it. Ah. She's mute, you see, so she can't communicate. Right. I guess someone named Clubhead would name someone literal <laughs> Yes. Okay, I got it. You guys want to go back to the room and let them rest? Yeah, we better let them rest. I want to go listen to the bard. I mean, he hates us, but he sings so good. So you guys go out into the... You leave the oak crest there, or you send them up to the wrestling gym? Uh, what do you yes, do? And, uh, I grab our... Uh, the, the pirate dude and have him escort him over there since Roger will probably need help. Okay, yeah, you can, you can arrange that. So do you go and hang out and watch Argus together collectively as a group? Well, I feel uh, I should find out who this Maddox guy is and tell him I found his brother. Yeah. 
Weren't we supposed to do a thing so that Wendell can get inside that woman's home? And we were going to make a deal with Don. Right. Assuming he was open to it where, you know, we punch him a little bit and then he uh, whines about it publicly. And then we give him some of the chocolate. Boys, what the hell has happened when I was away? You've turned into a, a bunch of, like, punks and ruffians. What's what's the deal? We're deal makers. Yeah, we're trying to make the city more normal, and sometimes you gotta make deals to make normalcy happen. It's called compromise. Deals aren't usually beat people up and murder them. What is wrong with you? We haven't murdered a single soul. When I said murder, I meant tummy ache. But as far as Don Goose, we love Don Goose. It's great. So he's going to take a dive. He's going to get some money and some very expensive chocolate. And we get to stop this taking noise for Wendell. That's a win-win. No one really gets hurt. And also, you haven't had chocolate. If you had, had tried chocolate, this would all make so much more sense. What are you talking about? Chocolate! You mean that comes from cacao? I don't know his name who makes it, but all I'm saying is chocolate is excellent. Chocolate was all over in the jungle. I had it every day. Oh, wow. Well, nice to be the 1%, I guess. It's a very <laughs> common food. Do you have any Silbeth? Well, no, I haven't lived in the jungle for years. <laughs> Do you know how to make it? Yes, you make it from cacao, and you add a little something sweet, and you and you cook it up, and... And there it is, chocolate. How, how do you make chocolate from something that crows say? <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying anymore. I don't either. I go up to the front of the inn and I start dancing yeah. to the bard's music, like, wildly. All right, uh, give me a performance check. Oh, this will be good. One. <laughs> uh, you have offended Argus Hawksong with your gyrations. I run up there and I, and I say... Watch this, and then I teach him how to twerk as I'm twerking. Uh, right. Performance check. Let's come up. Yep. I'm going to be serious. I'm good at it usually. Ah, nine. Argus <laughs> sees Wendell gyrating his plump buttocks and gets really offended. He stops playing his song. <laughs> then Bunny comes running up and says, Wendell, I'm going to show you how to twerk, and then starts twerking his butt at Argus, <laughs> further infuriating the bard. Would anyone else like to attempt to infuriate the bard? No, I'm I'm going to start clapping that he has stopped playing. <laughs> Thank God. Your music is terrible. He gets off his stool. He looks at you all and he shakes his head. No, like, you guys are ridiculous and I don't like you. And then he walks out the door. Have fun with your tree slut. That guy needs to find a muse or something because his songs are terrible. I agree. The crowd in the room is like, what the hell just happened? I was enjoying the show and you guys <laughs> ruined it. And Rokan is shouting, no, please don't leave. Please, oh, uh, drink specials. I got drink specials. Oh, oh, and then I get an idea and I say, you might have lost your first round of entertainment. Who'd like to see a wrestling match? <laughs> Everyone in the room is like, no, we were here to see the bard. <laughs> Do you want to see us twerk? And then I, I, twerk, I twerk my life out. I twerk as hard as I've ever twerked in my life. I just, I'm giving them both cheeks at the same time. I'm just throwing it ass. Yeah, yeah. And then Clubhead, Clubhead, start singing quick. Make up a song. <laughs> I, I, I wind up the music box and I, I, I slam that on the table next to him. <laughs> um, I will I will try to belly dance. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Performance checks from Clubhead and Silbeth, please. Oh, wow. 11? 18. Yes! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You wind up the music box and you, you what do you sing about? I sing about the cacao plants that are half crow and live in the jungle <laughs> and taste delicious. Uh-huh. All right. Well, let's hear that song then. Deep in the jungle, there's a cacao bird. It's also made of plants and it tastes really good. Uh, well, the, the people who are walking past you toward the exit stop for a moment. They listen to what you're saying, and then they shake their head and continue walking. Silbeth, <laughs> you're able to get people to pause to watch you uh, belly dance, uh, but only for a moment. And then they decide they're, they're going to clear out. And after just a few minutes, Rokan's respite is almost empty, and Rokan is standing there with his arms up, what have you done? Uh, Rokan, can, how much do you make on an average night? Uh, I don't really count it. I make enough. If I gave you 10 gold right now, would that be okay? Would that just clear the night? Can you make it 20? <laughs> I'll make 15 and we get the drink for free for the next month. Oh, month. It's a long time. I've seen you guys drink. You don't drink much. Fine. Done. Deal. <laughs> deal. Excellent. <laughs> I'm not going to get any dream berry juice, though, Silbeth. Well, that's fine. I'm sorry. I, I let I let my distaste of that singer overwhelm me, I guess. Uh, I just, I don't like his music. Well, you're not in the demographic, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I gotta get him back. Well, I tell you what, like... My buddies here, they, they've got this wrestling thing going that I think has a lot of potential. Wrestling thing? Whereabouts is that? Well, you've heard of the Gilded and then added name here. Um, but under the, we have a gym and we have the premier athletes on this island. And because of you, Rokan, any customers who buy one of your beers gets half off a ticket. Oh, that sounds difficult to keep track of, but I'm in. <laughs> I don't like that goblin much who runs the Gilded Cane. Listen, he's a nice guy. Did you sign a non-compete? Oh, heavens no. Um, my idea is have his customers come to our show and he just feed them booze from the gym. Huh? Yeah, this seems like a complicated problem. We can discuss this later, you know. We don't have to get... We'll iron it out. Aye. <laughs> you have 15 gold. Don't worry about the rest of the night, sir. It's too bad you scared me by the way. I hope you can get him back. Oh, we will. We're going to rescue him from the tree witch and everything, man. All right. Well, it is dark out. It's, uh, you know, about bedtime. You guys could go out in the streets and see what's going on. Before we leave, I want to ask Rokan... Uh, uh, do you do you know someone named Maddox? Maddox. Yeah, I think maybe Ma- Maddox Miller. Yeah, yeah, I know the name. Does he still live here? No, I don't think he's still alive now. Oh. Okay. Well, uh, I f- I found his brother's body. Barnaby. Yes. Where'd you find that then? Well, uh, you know that last earthquake? Yeah. Most of Mibe uh, estates collapsed into a huge sinkhole and I got caught deep underground and that's where I found him. He was caught under there too and had been trying to dig out. He died. That's horrible. It really is. I guess if you think Maddox is dead, maybe I should uh, just go see the Beerbarian. Well, the last time anybody seen Barnaby alive was 20 years ago. Ah. Last time anybody seen Maddox alive is probably about the same amount of time. Well, 
I shouldn't tell you about it, but Maddox was building a tower along the mountains, not far from the entrance of the mines. Folks been saying the tower seems to be getting higher and higher. He's still building it, but nobody's seen him for years. Oh, I think I heard someone talking about that tower. Yeah, people go and investigate it, explore it, and then they don't come back. That sounds intriguing. Sounds deadly is what it sounds. It does. Aye. Yeah, but these fellows would be most likely to go do it anyway. Some people call that bravery, by the way, Silbeth. I call it foolhardiness, but it (laughs) sounds fun also. You think there's any chocolate in the tower or cacao? Possibly. I mean, I think there could be some cacao up in those swamps. Then we wouldn't have to make anyone get beat up. That's true. Well, let's go to bed. In the morning, we can go search for cacao. Yeah, let's do it. And that is episode 26 of the Valley of Green Gold. Many thanks again for your patience and understanding as we've had some delays in episode releases. That might continue to happen from time to time throughout August, but we will do our level best to return to the Sunday night episode drop schedule as much as possible. Join us July 25th and August 29th for the two-part livestream return of the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade. Our buddy Nick from Five Entertainment is going to be running all five of us through an adventure he created. We don't know what character Emery's going to be playing yet, but the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade will be back in full force. You can get the link at ratedrpgpodcast.com. That's July 25th and August 29th. You know, we couldn't produce the Valley of Green Gold and our live stream adventure Cult Busters without support from folks like Nick. We have a Patreon and you can get to it at ratedrpgpodcast.com and we would really appreciate any support you may want to give us. Lord Deputy Fail and Dukes Turtle and Crow, thank you for your continued involvement and support with Rated RPG. It's much appreciated. Thank you to our honorary gorgeous Phoenix Brigade members, H.D. Burke, John W. Mangrum, and Random.Guy. May Torm pay you no mind. Special thanks to Valley Vallison, the seventh son of Valley, along with Sean Henry and Mick and Addy for helping to make Valley of Green Gold possible for everybody to listen to. All of our Patreon supporters gain access to our Discord server, where we chat about rated RPG and post images. And John W. Mangrum, by the way, has done an amazing job of fleshing out all of the Valley of Green Gold NPCs and uh, player characters using Hero Forge. It's, it's, it's amazing. You can get to our Rated RPG Discord by becoming a Patreon supporter, or if you email me at ratedrpgpodcast at gmail.com, I'll hook you up. Finally, some sad news. Our friend Igor Vakich took a side gig working as a blacksmith, and he was working on a big project, he was in a big hurry, and he tripped over a cat, and he fell into the flames, and he died. He got burnt up. The irony was he was making us a new bucket of friends into which we've put what's left of him. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.